Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor of Cannabis and Tech Today. With me today is Nicole Mitchell, or Cole. Uh, she's the founder of Urbane Luggage. It's the first Black woman-owned hemp luggage and apparel manufacturing brand in the United States. So it's a pretty huge deal. Um, and Nicole is going to talk with us about hemp and everything she's doing to innovate the space. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So before we dive into um, everything that Urbane is doing, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. How did you find yourself in the hemp space and what were you doing beforehand? Yeah. So I'm originally from New York um, my, with my entire family. And I grew up in North Carolina, though. So me and my mom moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And from there, I studied at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro um, for marketing and IT, so information technology. One of the main reasons why I actually chose uh, UNCG was because of the study abroad program. So essentially, unlike other universities that I was you know, touring, this was the only school that was offering an exchange student program. So in other words, I can attend any school in the globally for the same price I would if I was staying on campus that year. So um, that was probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life because one, it was the first time I ever traveled outside of the country alone. It, you know, let alone just out the country. <laughs> and then two, I just had no idea how accessible traveling was, um, you know, within Europe. So while I was in school, I was able to travel every weekend to Europe, Spain, and Northern Africa, like around those uh, geographical areas. And it was, mm. it was a cultural shock, you know, like I just could not believe, you know, that it was so easy to travel. And what I learned very quickly was the importance of traveling light. <laughs> uh, especially, yeah, especially as a college student, you know, I naturally, like many of us, overpacked every trip. And so I was stuck with a heavy bag or a bag that didn't fit. And so then I had to pay like extra, which was not in my budget. So I learned very quickly how to backpack, which kind of got me like a little obsessed with traveling. So once I came back to the States, I obviously got the travel bug. And I kind of went the unconventional route after graduating and I started working for American Airlines um, as a ramp agent. <laughs> so not the pretty job that everyone expected me to work, but from there I was, um, you know, I don't know many people who may know about working for an airlines, but you have the freedom to really explore the world at little to no cost. And for me, that was an opportunity to explore what, how, my passions that I recently got from traveling, 
sustainability and hemp. Because one other thing that I noticed uh, while traveling was how sustainable every country was. It was crazy. Like I just had no idea, like beyond us recycling, this was like the way of life. And so I was really inspired when I came back home and that kind of is like the, the before the birth or before the storm <laughs> of Urbane. <laughs> I love that. That's such a cool um, trajectory. And I I know when you go overseas, it's really, it was surprising to me how how sustainable people are. Um, Even just the way that they travel is a lot less um, resource intensive than what we're used to in the States. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is geographic, but it's pretty eye-opening and very different, a big culture shock very big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you're traveling around and you realize the need for Urbane. Um, tell me a little bit about Urbane and then sort of, you know, how you went from airlines to entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. This is my favorite part. (laughs) So, so, you know, like you said, I am the first Black woman-owned hemp travel bag and apparel manufacturer. But before I got to that point, um, I wanted to teach people what I just learned because I was so excited. Like, I could not, you know, believe, like, all the traveling tips I have. And then um, I took a trip to Amsterdam, um, which I'll talk a little bit a little bit later. But from that, I got obsessed with hemp. And then from there, I was like, okay, how could I mix my passions for traveling and hemp? So I created this vlog. It was called Hempucation. (laughs) And so basically the outline was I would pack, I would teach people how to pack carry on only, right? And then I will go to a destination and then ask people on the street, what do they know about hemp? And then from there, I would then go back home and really dive in deep about why hemp is so important. But as I was doing this, one and foremost, I was super shy. So it's very awkward if you find it on YouTube, but bear <laughs> with it. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, something is missing. And then it dawned on me, you know, as I'm working for the airlines, as I'm traveling around to, instead of preaching just a solution, why not create a product solution? Mm-hmm. So then, it, I mean, it took me some time to get here, but the birth of Urbane Luggage started. I was like, why not create hemp luggage? <laughs> like, it just makes sense, Right. I can teach people how to pack light in this hemp bag. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I started going, you know, in that journey. And naturally, when anybody wants to, you know, sell a product, they go wholesale, right? Let me look for wholesalers and vendors. And uh, around this time, it was 20, I graduated like 2015. So 2016, hemp was still illegal in the United States, let alone Mm -hmm. marijuana. Um, It was, you know, hemp was still considered a class one drug. So me trying to find resources in the United States was very hard Um, on top of me trying to now manufacture a product or find a a, a vendor that's in the United States. Everything was overseas. Um, I didn't like the colors. I didn't like the aesthetic design, not to throw shade on any brands, but just it wasn't my style. And so I was like, hmm let me do something even harder. <laughs> let me manufacture, <laughs> let me manufacture my own product in the United States. Cause again, mm-hmm. I went to school for marketing. So I did extensive market and industry research on hemp, on manufacturing. And so I took all of those uh, data results that I uh, concluded with and decided to make a niche product 
in travel hemp space. So it's kind of how I got there. And um, as we progressed, um, you know, I used American Airlines to help me travel and actually transfer to California because I knew that was the only place in the United States at the time that I can go to and freely talk about hemp. So it was kind of that beginning uh, story, but it, it was about two years of research and design, but it was absolutely worth it. Wow. So that's such a journey. Um, and I, I think, I don't know, at least for myself, like hip seems like such a, an obvious choice for textiles. It's got all of these benefits. It's resilient. It's durable. Um, but there's so many challenges for people in creating it. Can you dive into some of those um, barriers you came up against trying to manufacture your own hemp and the legalities of it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure, as you know, being in the cannabis space, especially before it was legalized in you know multiple states, um, I couldn't even use the word hemp in my in my business name without wow. it being a problem. So I, that's why I named it Urbane luggage because it was kind of like I want to show people the opposite of what people think of hemp right that stigmas around it breaking it down to burlap you're like no this is something polished and posh that you can travel around with right and so um in my journey when I started I it was really hard finding a hemp vendor that was in the United States um it took me a, a long time to even locate them and then once I started finding just a hemp vendor, I needed to now find a sustainable fabric vendor. And again, at that time, it was very hard. I went to the Magic Trade Show, you know, I went to different trade shows looking for sustainable textiles. And it was like, maybe five, if any. And it was, again, not the colors I wanted, not the, the contrast that I wanted. So I got then into the journey of custom dyeing my own products. So Everything I've made, I custom dyed in LA, designed and manufactured. But um, outside of finding the fabric part, the hardest part was working with hemp because no one's doing it like at all. And so the factories, they weren't very familiar with the fabric. They, some of the, my prototypes were just too floppy and just, it just wasn't, you know, I'm all about quality aesthetics and making sure that it's timeless. And so finding a factory to match what I'm looking for versus no reference at all, it was it was very challenging. And then, you know, manufacturing in the United States is not cheap. That's why most big brands don't do it. So just trying to find that middle point of, okay, what's a good price? What's a good fabric? What, you know, just combining all of those things to make a product that people will be happy to buy within the market. Um, And I think another hard part for me starting off was that no one knew about hemp, just like I didn't. You know, I went, I lived in North Carolina, our agricultural state. I went to school there and they never taught us about hemp. I had to learn in Amsterdam about it. So, you know, there was a lack of convincing people, hey, this fabric is amazing. Let me tell you why, why it can be the solution to like, you know, I hate to be cliche, but almost everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I, I can see that journey. And is it, is it difficult to source hemp? Um, I know that that's kind of a, in some other hemp industries, like just getting the raw materials can be difficult. 
Um, it was at first, but I found a vendor that was actually located in Los Angeles. So they, but they still bought from China, but they had a, a bigger selection that I can choose from where I didn't have to buy directly from the China, China manufacturer. But so that, that was a big part. And they've been a part of my journey the entire time. Very nice people, but it's, it, it is very challenging. And then, you know, on top of, I think the most challenging thing is the price of hemp. You know, mm -hmm. I can pay anywhere from 15 to $20 a yard. You know, mm -hmm. cotton may cost you $3 to $1, $10 if it's super premium, you know, cotton. So it, it was, that was to me the most challenging part when it came to sourcing the hemp was, is this the right price? <laughs> wow. And yeah. so what kind of um, feedback are you getting from people who are experiencing your products? The yeah. I like that you're into the timeless um as, you know, it's visually appealing, texturally appealing. What kind of response are you getting? Um, so as any entrepreneur, you are extremely nervous going into the market. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been working on it for two years. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what people are going to think about the product, the price. And, you know, I am so grateful for the customers I have gained. They are so supportive and they absolutely adore like the product. So we first started off with the Timeless Weekender duffel bag. Um, and then when the pandemic started around March, 2020, we were about to launch three new products and be a part of the first um, hemp fashion show in downtown LA. Wow. And then we got, we got the notice that everyone has to go home and stay indoors. So I took a pin and paused on everything. And then I started, you know, thinking like, how can I help? What can I do? And then our mayor uh, made an announcement that there was a shortage of masks and that if retailers can make them, that'd be great. And I was like, ah, I have hemp, a 100% hemp fabric, which is naturally antibacterial. And so I was like, let me make some masks. So within 48 hours, I went to my factory. He made me for my first mask uh, production set. And I took these crappy photos in my cousin's apartment with me and the dog. And I was like, <laughs> hemp mask. <laughs> and then unbelievably, by word of mouth, I did no marketing. By word of mouth, I sold out in 48 hours and then tripled my pre-order list um, five times in a row. Each time we had pre-orders and what people were saying was like, oh my gosh, this fabric is so soft or the quality is so good. Like, you know, and this is just on your face. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, yes, I, this is what, you know, even if it's that small entry point that got people familiar with what hemp fabric is, I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, product that shows people like, hey, this is good for your health. This is good for you and the environment. Um, we have organically grown a five-star reviews on Google, on my website. You know, and these are not like, hey, can you put a fake, you know, review? These are real people saying, you know, how much they enjoy our materials, you know, with the new products that we have come out with. So um, my customers, they, 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 they make me so happy. Like I've had one customer give me a flower, like <laughs> after buying me something, like she bought me Sunday, uh, Sundays, what are they called? The long yellow ones. And then, you know, I had one customer, you know, buy all of the inventory and just to donate it. So it's, wow. you know, it's, it's been such a great, feedback. And I'm so excited to show more of like what we have to offer. Yeah, that's exciting. And I think, um, 
I purchased some hemp masks uh, last year and they're my favorite by far. They're, they're soft and I love the, the natural antimicrobial element. Yeah. Um, anybody who hasn't tried it, check out some hemp masks. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, We'll take a, a quick break just to pay the bills uh, brought to you by PolyScience, and we'll be back to talk more hemp and learn what's next for Nicole Mitchell. Every cultivator knows that facility design can make or break your grow. So why not choose the team with over 15 years of experience in the industry? Cerna Cultivation Technologies provides floor plan and architectural services, comprehensive HVACD equipment, lighting and benching, and so much more, all within your budget. It's time to grow your way. Go to Cerna.com. That's S-U-R-N-A.com to learn more. Okay, we're back with Nicole Mitchell, uh, founder of Urbane Luggage. Nicole, you were telling us um, how you ventured into making masks. Uh, And I know you've got that Weekender, which I love the aesthetic of. What other projects are you working on now? And what do you kind of see as next for Urbane? Yeah, super excited. You know, as we said, you know, and still experiencing, you know, the pandemic right now. But, you know, I got to a point where I, I recognized that people were still traveling again. And I was like, you know what, let me get back to the bag literally. (laughs) So so now we're um, working on a fanny pack, you know, like the cross bodies. Oh, Um, I love those. Yeah. We make everything unisex, by the way. We don't have any genders. It's just for everybody. So um, we are working on that cross body bag and bringing back the duffel. Um, It sold out um, during the pandemic and people have been asking, hey, when is that available? So we are ready to, you know, bring that back. I'm super excited about that. And then another thing that um, I briefly talked about was um, we have a, a donation drive that we've started with our hemp. So part of the, one of the reasons why I even joined the cannabis industry was because I saw how hemp can provide, you know, food, shelter, and clothes, right? And there's no reason why anyone should be without, especially when hemp is around, you know, it takes... 90 to 120 days to grow and you can use every being of the of the plant so I was like you know there's no reason to just be for profit so we actually started donating our hemp masks to the homeless on Skid Row as well mm-hmm. as um, hemp long sleeve shirts because in LA it gets cold at night you know it's a good it, it regulates your body temperature throughout cold and warm weather so we knew it was the perfect product for them so Again, we've had our customers are so loyal that they have poured into our donation drive year after year. So that's something we want to continue to work on. And then um, another thing I'm excited to announce with you, you're the first one I officially announced it with, but um, we are uh, about to start offering B2B services for private labeling. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was inspired actually by one of my friends, his name is Mr. Cannabis. Um, and he wanted to start a hemp merch line, like a t-shirt, but the process was, you know, going through Alibaba and it was difficult and he ended up not doing it. It was too expensive. And so Mm -hmm. that got me, you know, I have a hemp shirt on right now and there's some behind me, but it got me thinking about, okay, can we bring that to the States and how can I help other brands be just as sustainable as I am? You know, it's not just about me. And so um, we are working on our private labeling services to offer cannabis brands, 
artists and just anyone who's aligned with sustainability, the opportunity to use our patterns and put their, you know, logos and stuff on it. So I'm very excited about that. And I think yeah. the last thing, um, we're ready to network again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're ready it's to time. Like, meet. Yeah, it's time. So we just started last month being a part of this SoCal cannabis networking event called Cannabis Sesh. And it's an amazing space where all different cannabis brands, artists, music vendors, all in one space and networking. And so we've been doing some pop-up shops there. So we're getting local again. And I'm just happy to be a part of the community. Like I miss it. I'm sure you've been to a thousand cannabis events (laughs) and you know that the energy is always good vibes, always the entire time. So I'm really happy to like, get back out into the world. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for you to get back out into the world. Um, because I think we really need more of these fabrics. We need more accessibility Mm -hmm. and people talking about not only how versatile it is, but proving the concept, like you can do this. It is affordable. Um, you work with other people to make this happen in the States. Um, and I really want to see more domestic hemp production and more people kind of embracing that. Um, not just like, oh yeah, hemp is so versatile. I know about it, but like, I'm wearing it, I'm breathing it, I'm, I'm eating it. Like, (laughs) no, seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just the fact that you can make over 50,000 products from hemp should be like more like ringing bells and alarms. Like I tell people every, like anytime I do a seminar or talk, I'm like, look around your environment right now, right? You literally can make everything out of him. Yeah. And it's just no, it's just no cap to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And I think you see that best uh, when you're networking, when you're at the cannabis events, connecting with other people who can really broaden those horizons and say, well, you need this. I can connect you with this person. Well, I've got someone in this sector That's what like networking cannabis industry events is all about. And they're so valuable. You really can't overstate it. And I've missed them like crazy the past couple of years. (laughs) But it sounds like you've, um, you've managed to stay in business during like a very crazy time um, in the world. And now you're kind of peeking back out and ready to, to, to solidify some new relationships. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that'll probably wrap it up for us. Is there anything you'd like to touch on that maybe we didn't hit um, that our audience might want to hear? Um, yeah, I mean, I, that was pretty much it. You know, um, just, you know, we're going to keep working on educating people about the hemp plant. And, you know, we um, really want people to understand I think I did skip this part was that we specialize on manufacturing on demand, which I want people to understand what that is moving forward in the manufacturing space. It's not a new trend, but it's, it's considered slow fashion. This is what we want people to understand. So think of, let's think of Apple, right? When there's a new iPhone, what do most people do? They pre-order it. They buy it ahead of time. Same with Tesla. This is the co- this is the the way that we're trying to move fashion in. So instead of excessively manufacturing trendy products, you know, excessively, you know, excessive carbon dioxide, excessive energy and wasting fabric, mm-hmm. we are only creating what's in demand. So that's why we emphasize the pre-order because we only want to make what the people want. 
the small surplus to sell, you know, in person and um, online and whatnot. But manufacturing on demand, you're going to see that more, especially since COVID happened. A lot of e-commerce brands, a lot of manufacturers, big brands, small brands, we're going to move to that model so that we're not consuming so much. You're becoming a mm -hmm. conscious shopper. You know, because it's it's up to us. It's not up to the consumer. We have to show y'all that this is the standard and that we can we can turn this this earth around. You know, it's not too late. So, um, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. And then oh, also we're on Amazon now. <laughs> yeah. So tell us where where can we go to find out more about yes. your Urbane, follow your work, and maybe even buy some cool yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely. So you can find us at Urbane Luggage. That's Urban with the E. Dot com and all our social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter is at Urbane Luggage. And now we are now on Amazon. Um, we're, we're, we just launched on the second. So you may not be able to type in Urbane Luggage yet, but <laughs> if you look up um, hemp tote bag or hemp t-shirts, you can buy the hemp shirts on Amazon and et cetera. So you can get prime delivery or you can just order, you know, straight from the site. <laughs> I love it. And for anyone yeah. who's listening and maybe not watching the drape on her hemp shirt is gorgeous. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I really appreciate that. And for um, everyone listening, if you want to hear about more emerging technologies, um, really disruptive, cool stuff like hemp fashion, uh, please like, share, and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can find us on iHeartRadio or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and until next time, this has been Patricia Miller and Nicole Mitchell, and we're signing off. 